Storygram Network. Hello, trashinistas, dumpster divers, artists, anyone in general. It is trash and fashion season, and the season is open for you to make an outrageous outfit for the Trash and Fashion Runway Show on April 6th. Applications are open, and Trash and Fashion Barbie reclaimed and reinvented, turning trash into trash in for the Barbie Gallery and Auction or the Runway Show. All due in March, applications are available at sonomacommunitycenter.org. What will you make? Hello, we are the Sonoma Community Center podcast, a place of creativity, connection, and community. We highlight the artists, teachers, and the community that come through the doors of our historic brick building, often called the heart of Sonoma. We share local tips and shout outs to our home, Sonoma Valley. And we are your hosts, Molly Spencer. Gerardo Diaz. We are the engagement team of the Sonoma Community Center. Hello, Gerardo. Hey, what's up, Molly? How you doing? Happy 2024. I know, I know. Oh, it's been a while since we've done a podcast. Did we do yes, we have. Before the, the New Year's, right? Boy, you forgot last year already. We had the epic it was last year. All Staff Party podcast. Everybody. That's right. Everybody in the room. Well, not in the room this time, but if you haven't listened, that's a classic it's not really dated because we talked about all of 2024 too. Yeah. But today we get to welcome back someone that was on the podcast from last year. Yeah. Yeah. Very special person too. Exactly. The big cheese. Yeah, the big uh-huh. boss. Yeah. 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 The one who signs my checks, you know. Exactly. <laughs> welcome Vanessa. And watch, I'm, I'm going to try and I might butcher it, but I'm going to say your whole name because I always want to say the Vanessa Glamour. Ronklin. Ronklin? <laughs> we say like rung of a ladder and Ronklin. Ronklin. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. For those that are tuning in, she's our executive director. So a couple of things and we'll loop back. I know we have a lot to catch up on. We'll talk just a little bit about Chili Bowl. We have a fundraiser coming up on February 24th. I want to say it's our 13th annual Excuse me for a second. I, I had to jump events. I'm not <laughs> focusing. Trash and Fashion is 14 years this year. So I do believe Chili Bowl is 13. Wow. Right behind there. So Chili Bowl is where you can come and pick out an artisan bowl from 600 bowls being made. Get chili made from all kinds of amazing chefs, including you, right, Chef G? Yeah. And I believe me and Josh, we're going to be making a green chili it's going to be delicious. Last year, it was my first year doing it. And I did see a lot of people picking bowls. And they're tiny bowls, too. I'm like, who's going to pick those <laughs> tiny bowls? There were people who picked those tiny bowls. Come on, man. Get the big bowls. You know, you Can I be tell a- you a funny story? My husband in 2019, because they do like the chili bowl. It's a very accessible, community-oriented, fun, down-to-earth kind of, you know, you guys have been there. It's yeah. fun. It's a lot of fun. We have music. We have bowls. We have chili. I have so many chili bowls now. I literally, I have to go through them. I probably have about 25, and wow. none of them are matching. But this one 
This is Jesse because he wanted to get the biggest bowl of all. And I'm not going <laughs> to lie. This bowl looks like it might have been made in the children's class. And it was pink <laughs> and white. And I'm all, what? he's all, it's the biggest bowl I could find. I liked your husband already. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, he likes a big bowl of chili. It's nice. funny how people wait outside to get the first pick of the bowl, right? The pe- right? There's people that come early for the bowls. And then there's people that want the chili. And then there's people that want the experience and the music and the cocktail cup. Yes. Are they doing the cups too? That's for the dinner portion. Nice. So right off the bat, everybody, there's three seatings and the first seating's at 1130. And that's the one. And I hate to say it. Everybody thinks they're getting the best bowls that morning because you're not going to get the best. They put out all different artists at all the seatings, but it's late morning chili time. And then there's a seating at 1.30. And then in the dinner portion, I like that's the dinner excited. One. The dinner yes. just got a different vibe. You also get um, a, cocktail a, a, cup cocktail, and a cocktail or a mocktail and a cocktail or a mocktail. And it's just fun. There's so much around to look at too. We'll have an auction. We'll have a raffle um, and an auction. A raffle and an auction. So Ooh. yes. A rap auction. <laughs> <laughs> hey, last year, did you see those bowls with, I think it was the Bigfoot? I got a Bigfoot bowl. You did? I have a Bigfoot bowl, Those were too. so cool. And I, I have a UFO bowl. I got the donuts. I wish I could remember the artist right now that does those. She was here at Winter Feldman, Art Market, too. Feldman something. I yeah. forget her first name. But yes, the, I'm those were saving cool, the UFO bowl. Or not the UFO bowl, but the Bigfoot bowl for my friends coming up from Santa Cruz. I'm all, you got to come up here so you can get another one. I have a Bigfoot bowl and I gave UFO Jim a UFO bowl. I, I know. Oh, nice. That was amazing. Bowl. It was amazing. That's pretty cool. All right. So Chili Bowl coming up here February 24th and tickets are on sale now. I got to do a little shout out too before we go deep with Vanessa. We'll get into Lunar New Year, which I want to say is March 2nd. More information. It's all up on our website, but also Trash and Fashion Sonoma. Right now it's a 2024. So what that means is there's a call for entries. There's applications for runway outfits, which are open to the community worldwide. Oh yeah. <laughs> if they can get an outfit here, we could probably find a model. We should do a culinary outfit around. We should. Exactly. I wanna, and I want to play the song when I go out there is like everybody um, always too sexy it. for my shirt <laughs> well, too sexy for we my can shirt work on that. is sexy hurts <laughs> <laughs> well now is the time and we also just did Barbie spa day which we clean all of our dolls I didn't think we had that many but we actually have a lot they that are great. donated they from ecology so blow drying them giving them the whole thing and those are ready i'll have applications ready to go but it's january by the time this comes out applications will be ready to go for you trashinistas out there just look on our website for all the information what day is the barbie opening March 28th, and that's actually opening night, but it's ongoing. It's something if you're coming into town, you can come and visit. It's an auction, so it's also a fundraiser for the Sonoma Community Center, and you get to give these dolls a second chance, a second life. The Barbies are amazing. I got my ideas this year. Yes, this is so amazing, and I have some coming from already committed from New York and down in Arkansas. We have a a very special Barbie artist down there, so we're just going to keep on My favorite was... The Cheeto Barbie. All time Everybody <laughs> loves the Cheeto Barbie. I mean, the only requirement is no glitter and it's reusing trash. And no last glitter. year, no glitter. No, no glitter. glitter. Oh, man. Herpes of the art world, I'm oh, just yeah. going to say, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Definitely. Can't Even get though them I'm off. a huge fan of glitter myself, since I've worked here, I get it. I understand. 
Plus, it's bad for the environment. So, for trash speaking, you know, that's not great. But on a simple note, because we have people from all ages, from three years old on up to however old can make a Barbie, right? So, this year, ArtQuest is a school that we work with, with their teacher, Janet Fisher, working with trash. And one year, they did Barbies. And one was just covered in cotton balls with some orange, maybe paint on it. And it looked like a Cheeto. And we just fought over that one. Oh my God, I love that one so much. It was so simple. But the Cheeto Barbie in last year's show was like a real Cheeto. Wait, that is, that's a couple of years ago, right? I thought it was yeah, last year. It was a puffed Cheeto. Yeah. It was wow. really good. The, like not a crunchy Cheeto, but like the soft, smooth yeah. one that yeah, almost that looks was, like... That was a couple of years ago. Oh, that was that a couple of years and ago? And that's okay. I seem to know them all. They become my children once they're here. I did my first Barbie last year. I know. I did it some Broadway good. Barbies. I yes. Should, I should do a Barbie. It yes. was really good. You I did a Cats it. Barbie, and then I did a Chorus Line Barbie. I got to do like a Cholo Barbies or something, you know? <laughs> Cholas and Cholos. You can do whatever Cholos, you want. You know? <laughs> as long as it is appropriate. Love I it. Love it. I went wild and did a half horse. That was the horse good. on the Barbie head and... Another it was really good, actually. Centaur, and then there's a, I think in, in South America, there is a woman, I forget the name of it now, but basically when you look at her, it's for people that are in sins, right? And when she turns around, ah, she's got this horse head. So anyway, yeah. It's, Wait, a whole, it's like it's Medusa, a, but she has like a horse. Medusa. I was thinking like the same story thing, of that, But it's a, it's a South American thing. Like I a chupacabra? We yes. have La Llorona yeah. in Mexico. La Llorona. Exactly. La Llorona. She's so I put her on the man. And she cries for her kids. But anyway, we, can, we, we will go down that route. I think I would like to have Chris Weller in, who basically designs our whole show. He's a very interesting person, has a lot of stories, and especially when it comes to mini Barbies. You're so. inspiring me, though. I think a whole line of like mythical Barbies. Yeah. That would be really good. Well, Medusa I, Barbie. Medusa Barbie. I have plans. Yeah. Next Barbie. Explore that. God of War. More of the arts. Chupacabra Barbie. Chupacabra. Bigfoot Barbie. Exactly. Bigfoot. Yeti Barbie. Oh, Yeti and Bigfoot the same okay, thing. Okay, what I don't are we know. creating here? We create a monster now. <laughs> you can create whatever you want. As long as, you know, it's somewhat appropriate, but we're excited. We'll be working with Queer Art Club too. Spencer's coming back to work with them and they will be having the opportunities to put their Barbies in the show as well. So as I said, it's a fundraiser. Anyone can work on this. You can work on it with your grandchild, with your family, or as I found out with my daughter, we work better alone. So <laughs> in the same room, together different alone. Barbies. Yeah. Vanessa. Yeah. Welcome. So you've been our executive director now, I think like officially maybe six seven months? No, it's going to be a, a year. year in February. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, offici- I know you oh, were, no, no. Okay. Yeah. So I started as interim last February and then yes. in July became the permanent director. So you're right. So officially six months. You were kind of running two jobs at the beginning of last year. You weren't the president of the board, but you basically stepped into the position. How long were you on the board for? I was on the board for about a year and a half. And then during the transition, they asked me to step in as interim. So I was head of the board for just a little while, working closely with the last executive director just through a difficult time. In, in all honesty, I think it's been difficult time for all sorts of nonprofits. I remember reading an article before, really when the pandemic started, and it said something to the effect that 
especially arts organizations, that over 50% would probably close their doors. Maybe it didn't happen immediately, but there's been hard times. I know our friends over in Sebastopol had hard times. They almost closed their doors and it's been hard times. So looking back at what a difficult year we're kind of feeling that before financially and just kind of getting our grounding and our footing and everybody that's been through here has really been a huge part in making what I feel is a strong team right now. That means everybody that was here. It feels really good right now. And I think that has a lot to do with you coming on board and just being really enthusiastic and and helping. She has a spark. You do have a spark, Vanessa. Oh, thank you. Sometimes the spark is a little bit... You it's know, been dim the dim, last week. It's been a long week, <laughs> a long couple of weeks coming back after the break. I think starting in February, we had a difficult transition and change is hard. But I would say by June, I started to feel the shift. And this is an amazing team. We're so lucky. I think it is the power team and watching the community come back to over the summer and the concerts that we have and just how things started to feel like life was coming back. That felt really great. And I'm, I just feel really lucky that I wasn't sure when they asked me to do it. And I'm glad that I said yes, mostly because this is an amazing place. And I want to see the success of the community center because art is important. The community center is important. Bringing people together is important. It just means something to be here. It does in all kinds of ways too. Mm -hmm. Before you even came to the board, what was your first knowledge of the community center? Like what brought you here or what did you hear about? I think I must have been coming here with my kids. We did classes. I remember doing the Christmas ceramics oh, yeah. ornament classes. I was here for a couple of dias. I think that's how I kind of got engaged. I love the dia event. I love the altar. When my dad passed, the first thing I wanted to do was make sure that he was here because I knew he would love that so much. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of things that drew me to it, but the first introduction was coming with my kids. I think that's a lot of introductions. I know that just teaching those kids that come through here and now that I'm not teaching them one-on-one, it's so crazy. Like Vanessa, and I, we both have kids that are the same age. So for me, I love seeing their names on the rosters of private sewing classes and all sorts of things as they get older, or maybe they start doing trash and after they've done like dance or culinary, they've usually done a little bit of everything. And I love that, that they continue on more programs for teens. I'm just dipping my toe into the teenage world. Yeah, we're doing pretty good at this year, actually. We have a lot of things for the teenagers, too. Exactly. We just have the teen wheel, so, you know, teen wheel is coming up, so people are signing up. Teen wheel, teen tap. Oh, yeah, that's right. Teen tap, tap tap dancing, that is. (laughs) Yeah, I think everybody complains, right? They call it slow noma. There's nothing for teens to do here, but there is a lot. I mean, really, in reality, there's not much for teens to do anywhere, right? Because what are you going to do as a teenager? You're going to be But we do have resources here, and this is a great place for people that want to experience something new and learn art. And so there is a resource here for teens that I hope more families will take advantage of. I agree. And just for everybody that's out there, not to sound super old because we are on Instagram <laughs> and we are on Facebook, but we're dipping our toe in TikTok. So oh, get ready yeah, for the videos because yeah. she's all finally. So more words about the <laughs> podcast, but and maybe I'm going to be lip syncing and doing TikTok dances. <laughs> I'm all excited. I learned today. She's a good dancer. Vanessa is. <laughs> I know. I've seen her dance. I don't, I'm not going to lie. I think it's the Latino inside her. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I surprised Gerardo by doing dances outside of my office. 
during yeah. the holidays to some fun Christmas tunes. Some Christmas tunes. Never it's heard the of. spark when I can't hold it in. The I hippopotamus some, was oh. a good one too. <laughs> well, I might have to sign you up for my Elaine from Seinfeld dancing contest. I'm going to do that. Yeah. I got, <laughs> More the, on that I got the Elaine folks. moves for sure. <laughs> but I did love the flamenco dancing class. Yes. yes. And we just started again. And I got to tell you, it started on Saturday, you guys. My wrist hurt. My feet hurt. Like it's a lot of movement in little places where you just don't usually do that. Was it almost the same as the Medusa dancing? You remember that girl? Oh, uh, yes, Jessica. Oh, yeah, that's more modern dance background. Yeah. Modern dance slash theater. And I'm hoping she'll be back. But I'm very happy that our dance classes are kind of taking off. And For sure. that we're doing That's a all lot because of you, Molly. Different. I know. <sighs> Bringing back the dance. <laughs> Bringing back the movement. Yeah, but yeah, that was what would Medusa class was a great class. Yeah, and what that is, it's really a dance exploration. Medusa was a story that she told through dance theater that she'd been choreographing. It was the Medusa side, right? The Medusa story side, right? Yes, but it was from yeah yeah, Yeah. from Medusa's perspective, and and it was really powerful. I'm watching. Percy Jackson now. Oh, yeah, and, the cartoon. Uh, well, I mean, that uh, on Disney? Yes, exactly. Yeah, and, I mean, I heard of the books. Wait, but my it's not the like, movie? No, it's the it's TV a show. It's right? Yeah. Oh, the movie. And, and it great. tells the story where, like... Because they're all mythological side, characters. Yeah. yeah, Poseidon and all of that stuff. And then there's Medusa. And, of course, they portray her as sort of evil. a monster yeah. and evil. And that's just not the perspective that Jessica help share and highlights anyway. It was beautiful. I'm hoping that that will continue and we get more dancing here and the hopes of a dance festival from around the world. I mean, we only get get like a story from Medusa, but I'm pretty sure it was darker what we hear. It was. Yes. Yeah, it had a a lot to do with what had happened to Medusa and why she turned and... It's it's a terrible story. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And a story of loneliness. I mean, if you really think about it, just... From that perspective, if you're turning people to stone by looking at them, what a lonely. You know, I, I would like to have existed. that thing. I would like to turn some people in stone once in a while. But not Get everybody. Out of here. Not, not everybody, <laughs> but once in a while. It's a, it's a really tragic here. story. And it's the gods were playing games yeah. with her because yeah. she was taken advantage of by a male god. I don't know which one it is now. And then one of the female gods got I jealous. Think it was I don't think it was maybe I don't it was think it was, I don't know. Poseidon, I After don't know. After watching Percy Jackson, I'm all, I gotta relook this up. He was last yeah. night. he was yeah. Percy's dad. Yeah, Poseidon. yeah, yeah. Percy yeah. was Percy's dad. And then another female god got jealous and cursed her. It's terrible. So she didn't do anything wrong, really. She was the victim on all accounts. I like the story. I love it. I love I, the, I love so Greek great. mythology. And I there's a lot of books too. coming out now. Where it, they dive into Greek mythology and tell the story from a different perspective. Yeah. And I love that. Oh, I'd be super interested. I'll bring you in the, that. I'll bring you Just my like book. Just like they yeah. did on uh, Cobra Kai, you know, Karate Kid. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love Cobra Kai. They tell the story Kai. how he wasn't the bully. It was actually Daniel, my son, the, the, yes. the bully. You know, he came in, took his girlfriend, used his uh, karate master. So it was, well, it was a good story. And that poor guy had a terrible father, I terrible. Know. It was awful. It just goes. He had a terrible life after that. There's always two sides of the story. That's here as well. Everybody's got a a different perspective, and it's really important to walk in another person's shoes. I always tell my kids, you don't know what's going on with anybody. You can think, oh, that person has it all together. This is going on. You never can assume you know anybody's story, especially in a society where a lot of it is front-facing of social media. And those are all curated, 
Anyway, I won't go there because we're joining TikTok, <laughs> folks. So go ahead and find go us. Go ahead and find but us. And I'll be doing dances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hippopotamus. Hippopotamus dances. <laughs> Vanessa, yes. so speaking of that, Hippopotamus tell us about- dances. <laughs> God, no. It is January for me. Grandma okay, okay, let's get over by a reindeer. <laughs> Just we introduced her out to all the good Christmas songs. All these this crazy year. Christmas songs. Yeah. You know which one is the best one though? I like Josh's the one from favorite Molly. with the no. taking the meat. Oh, bring me some fresh flesh meat. And meat. I, don't, no. I was out of the office for it a It was uh, four legged woman. Oh, oh yeah. God. Yeah. Okay. So these all, if you hear him say that every so often, you know, when you hear the wrong words to a song, well, that has happened to me and that happened to <laughs> my brother. You like bean enchilada. Oh, I love that cup. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a nice cup. Thank you for that cup. You're welcome. I got cat one that says Kevin. Kevin uh, knock knock knocking on Kevin's door because <laughs> Kevin's her, you know, her, her boyfriend, her partner, yeah, her partner. Pretty cool. Okay, let's right, go back go. to your right. family. Your okay. family. You got mm-hmm. three children. I have three children. Ava's twenty-two. Gavin's nineteen, and Emmy is thirteen. Three wow. kids. I know quite a spread. Ava's going to school in Boston. She's at Northeastern. Gavin's at the JC, and Emmy's going to be in high school next year. It's crazy. Our kids wow. going to be in high school. Our kids are going to be really, in high I school. I have these dreams of like forcing them to be friends so we could um, ride share. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> well, they were friends. They were sort of friends. I, I think Emmy was really quiet. Our kids went to preschool together over at the Montessori school, which was such a delightful it time. Was so wonderful. Oh my God, what magical, yeah. magical time. And Emmy was always very quiet. She was very She's quiet. Still quiet. She's mm-hmm. still quiet. She did, yep. And mine's pretty quiet too. Yeah, Somewhat they're reserved, both pretty quiet. but kind of like too cool for school in a kind of way. But she's a quiet person as well. They'd be quiet together. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. Here comes high school. And they're uh, <laughs> I got two kids in high school. Yeah. How's that going? It's fine. My two oldest are pretty mellow. So it's yeah. the little one. It's the little oh, one. Oh, he's know. amazing. Leo is going to be a, needs a, a lot. Are your two oldest at the same school? Yes. No. One is going to Sonoma Academy. The other one to Justin Siena. Oh. My daughter to goes that. to Justin Siena. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Two different ones. We don't want them together. Them together is like oil and, and, and water. <laughs> I see. My oldest is really protective. He's like, don't sit over there. They're going to make fun of you. Come over here. You know? She wants her own voice. Yeah. yeah. She so needs I kind of wanted to have. Voice. Yeah. So when I heard that they were going to a different school, I'm like, perfect. They will yeah. all have their own thing you know, going on. What are your, your personalities? I know that Ava is very similar uh, to you, yeah. I feel like. Ava is definitely the most similar to me. She's out, outgoing. Kind of out there. Guts the sparkle and spark about nice. doing things. She's passionate. Yeah, she's just uh, a sparkle. And Gavin's quieter, but he's super dedicated. He uh, looks like a firefighter. I bet him a D and I'm Whoa. He's been playing baseball since he's four years old. Baseball, baseball, baseball has been his athlete. thing. And just, yeah, athlete. Just in the last few months, he's decided maybe I want to focus on something else. So he's been really focused on his studies and trying to figure out what's next for him. It's kind of fun to watch him develop, but he does kind of look like a firefighter. He did ROTC last semester. He redshirted for baseball and yeah, he's been rucking. Do you know what rucking is? He asked me sometimes, do you want to go rucking at like six in the morning? I'm like, (laughs) I do not want to go rucking. I'm back from Idaho. That sounds like big weights on you and you like walk up mountains. Oh, wow. Like chest that Panel sounds like weights. me having to take two years off because I had to have back surgery. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, thanks. No, but I almost went mucking. Oh, what's mucking? Idaho. It's cleaning cow poop. 
Oh. <laughs> put on your muck boots, right? And I'm all, I got to get on a plane. Maybe not, right? But yeah. that sounds like fun. Remember, we had someone that was working here for a while that worked in our facilities. Big guy. And I never knew about cutting and bulking season. Oh. <laughs> so, Was that yeah, the guy who sh- left to be a fireman yes. or something? Yes, <laughs> talking yeah, about yeah. firefighters. Bulking like they're bulking up. Bulking, you bulk yeah. for the bulking season. Eat a lot of ice Apparently, cream. I've never you heard bulk. of cutting season because that's What's, hard. Oh, when you work out? When, no, cutting is like when you don't eat and you oh. work out. You know those wrestlers. My you know. son eats though like six meals. He eats pretty much every two hours. And wow. like before he goes and he eats, he makes these huge things of rice and these huge things of ground beef. And he'll, I make like asopal, this Puerto Rican chicken rice soup, and he just eats it like every two hours. My son is the same thing. And he's huge. He's massive. My son will eat dinner, and then later on, I'll see him in the kitchen cooking ground beef with eggs. And I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? You just had a big meal. He's like, oh, I'm hungry. And then later on, I see him with the ice cream. I'm like, what's going on? Where's all that thing going, man? You know, he's man. so skinny and slim, you know, I'm like, same, <laughs> same. It Little drives me crazy. Yeah. I know. Just give him 20 something years. <laughs> it all changes. <laughs> you just yes. mentioned Puerto Rican soup that you made and tell me yes. Puerto Rican in your family. So my mom yeah. was born in Puerto Rico okay. and she moved to the States when she was 10. She's in New York now, she right? She lives in New York. Yeah. So she moved to New York. My grandfather, Moved the whole family over to New York. Okay. And uh, so that's where my mom grew up. Met my dad in high school. They were high school sweethearts. Is they moved from New York Puerto City. Rican or? No, my dad is the opposite of Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> He's not Puerto Rican. Uh-huh. My dad was like blonde, blue eyed, okay. very American, maybe third generation kind of looking. He, but he was like German and English. But so moved to New York, to New York City, then moved out to Long Island where uh-huh. she met my dad and they lived there. My dad got drafted in 1968 during the Vietnam War and they married pretty quickly and then I was born at Fort Campbell, Kentucky while my dad was serving Kentucky. In oh, Kentucky. You can say while my born dad in Kentucky. was Yeah, at Fort Campbell where my dad was serving and then they moved back to Long Island and that's where I grew up. Was it Smithville? Smithtown. Smithtown. Yeah. Yes. I had to look that one up. Oh, all, did you I'm look it up? Smithtown. Smithtown. Because Obadiah Smith rode the native people that lived there, told him, you could have whatever property you can ride this bull around. So he, this is the legend of Smithtown. He got on the bull and he rode it around. And that was the property that he was able to call Smithtown. And in the middle of my town, there's this huge statue of a bull. And as your senior prank each year, you go and you paint the bull's balls <laughs> different colors. <laughs> so you sneak out and you paint the, you know, in a small town on the, wow. uh, I love the it. eastern north shore of Long Island. That is what you do here. to get your kicks. Yeah. Um, I just think, is that how should we should divvy things up these days? Whoever yeah. can ride the bull. You know, it's all these debates <laughs> of property. Yeah. Why you know? not? I mean, if you're going to put a developer or an old school rancher on a bull to divvy up property, I could tell you who's probably going to Only if let us paint their balls. <laughs> I love bulls. Every year. I you love bulls. One, so. mm-hmm. I heard something recently. A cow runs from a storm. Is it a bull or a buffalo? Faces in to the storm. So ah. you want to be the bull because you want to like take the storm oh, full. Yeah. Grab it by its by horns. The balls. Look, looking it in the balls. Yes. <laughs> the looking horns. it in the eyes, the horns. 
I'm a Taurus, so. Oh, there you go. That's why. It's funny that you mentioned that, though, too. You have the matador, but in Flamenco, I see a lot of these moves are very, some of them are masculine, some of them are feminine, but it's very, like. If you you could only see how Molly is standing right now. (laughs) Like, chest out, arms back. Is the Flamenco dance different from a woman than it is from a man, though? It's it's, it's it's very much like that. And I'm just beginning, so I can't really. Yeah, but some of the erect posture, you see the legs come up have very similar moves that you would see in a matador, but then some of it is very much feminine too. But it's just like everything because really it's a communication. And boy, I'm just going to take it from Sophia's Thunder when she finally comes on here, but it really is a communication with the musician. And it really comes out of people sitting around joyfully, started clapping and playing music and getting up and stomping their feet and finding it is an intricate counting of music that... Ooh, but it's but fun. the singing too, the singing yeah, that do so flamenco so is so soulful yeah. and emotional. Yeah, it's, it's really a beautiful expression of. It just feels very emotional, sorrowful. I don't Have know. you ever listened to the Gypsy Kings? Oh yeah, yeah, beautiful mm-hmm. music. Yeah. They're like one hundred and one, so we're there. Definitely listen to classical flamenco music, but she also wants to incorporate and go in a direction too, where you can listen to Prince. How does that work? In you know, dance flamenco to Prince. Oh yeah, nice. Oh yeah, I like and all it. kinds of stuff. But anyway, we got to have Sophia on when she's yes. available during yeah. the week. Sounds great, and she can really tell you all so, the details there. Yes, Vanessa, tell mm-hmm. us when you were a babysitter in LA. So wait, a babysitter? Yeah, she was a babysitter. Was, oh, wait, wait, wait. Let's graduate. So you're in New York. Did you go to Boston? I went to Boston. University? I went to school. Is that where your I, daughter's at? No, my daughter goes to Northeastern. Okay. I went to Boston College. I had never left Long Island. I didn't know much. Kind of grew up in a very sheltered way. I had huge hair in high school. Because <laughs> on Long Island, pictures. you have was huge late hair. Because we're about the same 80s, age. Yes, I graduated oh, high school in spread. the late 80s. So I'd wake up every morning, like an hour before school and I had the biggest. And then you, yeah, I carried a can of Aquanet in my purse. My hair is massive. Wait, wait, wait. Was your family into baseball then? And who were you rooting for? My grandma was a Yankees fan. So we were going to Boston. You're like crossing enemy lines over there. Well, yeah. (laughs) I'm just wondering, like I have an image of Vanessa with the big big hair. hair. I'll show you the pictures. What kind of chemicals they used to use back then for that hair to stay like that? My hair would be so big that I'd have like a little bald spot in the back because I would take all my hair to bring it forward (laughs) to make it go really high. (laughs) Me too. It was pretty epic. I did that with like a mohawk. We accidentally shaved off the rest of my hair and it was on top. What do you mean accidentally? That's another story. But yeah, accidentally stepped into like a Mohawkie type of situation. And so I, when I went to Boston, it was very conservative. Everybody had like little bobs and I show up with like my big hair and my matching outfits. I was like, whoa. Was this it wicked? Well, were you wicked. using like those uh, big hair and then those shoulder pads on the other I thing? probably had shoulder pads. <laughs> I had a lot of like outfits that were like pants and shirts that ma- like sets, you know, yeah. like legging sets. I yes. don't know. That's I, why I it was just, horrible. I just pulled one off of Barbie. I'll bring that one like, in. What are you. we wearing? Do you mean business but, in yeah. school? And in high school, I was really into singing and theater. I was total theater music geek. That was my thing that like got me through school. So yeah. It's kind of my passion now for for that, yeah. Music. And then went to college, continued my love of music there and 
I don't know, changed my hair. You do <laughs> right theater away. here? You do theater around here or around music? Around here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't done it here. Choir or anything? No, it's wow. not terrible. We Your all work here, so. Yeah, it's hard, hard when you work here all day, but I do. I'm going to take Josh's class that's Josh coming up. Bailey. It's a master singing class, so I'm going to do that. That happens in end of the month. Yes. End of February, actually, I think. Anybody that wants to go on and just find like the real deal, Josh Bailey is a singing teacher and he can work with anybody. If you have music damage or he just tells you really how to not to compare yourself. Like, the best thing he ever right. said was like, listen to a live performance because that's what they really sound like, you know? <laughs> and that the people that you're listening to on the radio are the best of the best, right? Exactly. So don't compare yourself. Find a song that processed. suits you. Find your range. Listen to live performances yeah. that are not processed. And speaking of that, before we get to LA, I want to hear about LA too. Acapella group. I did. So in Boston College, I sang in an acapella group, which I loved. It was a male-female mixed group, and we traveled everywhere. And I also sang in the choir, and I got to go to Rome and sing for Pope John Paul. Oh, really? Wow. Yes. So that the was kind of like, that was in the choir. That was pretty cool. Was it like, oh, yes, baby. yes, yes. That's exactly what it was like. Oh, you guys sound so good. Her. No, you're not. Oh. Sounds so good. And then in my acapella group in the East Coast, it's a big thing. I don't know yeah. if it's a big thing here, but there's like the like Yale Wolf and Poofs but... and the this and the mm-hmm. that. And oh, well, the, the movie came out. Yeah. But on the East Coast, do you like go to like acapella competitions and wow. get together with your acapella friends and travel all around? It's... How many kids in your in your group? Or how many people? There was probably 12 to 15, depending on each. There's like. Three sopranos, three altos. What are you? I sing soprano. Okay. So, yeah. What's a soprano? The high. The, the high, high one. Oh, yeah? yeah? Really peach? Let me see. I want to hear. Uh, oh, like an... Uh, yeah. Ave Maria. Oh, that's horrible right now. <laughs> that's high, right? Did I kill the mic there? Good Let's thing there was no glasses better. around here. No, I'm just joking. I don't know. We do need to replace the windows Wait, out that, front. Was that terrible? I can't hear myself. But I, that's without a warm up. But I am a high singer. Okay. 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 Sorry. I, now I'm embarrassed. I have to redeem myself. No, no, no. no. That was really good. I can't hear with the. That was pretty good, on. though. No, okay, no. Here we go. Sorry. Way better than us. She's like, uh, what the heck? I got to like move all these things. Out. So that was at the choir. And then in the. Acapella group, you're doing all the sounds for every song. So you're doing the bass line and the harmony line and any kind of thing. So it's kind of fun because you're. It's, so it's a mix, huh? So when they're singing, it's all like all these. Yeah. So any voices. song, yeah, it's a mix, but somebody's doing like you just did the whatever the bass line is, and somebody's doing the tenor line, and so you're really blending your voices, and you learn a lot because you're making all the sounds of a song. Are you able to mimic things easily? Or some people, like, I can do the Godfather, but, you know, (laughs) I've done that one for a while. But for a little while when I was here, I had an acapella group of Ava's friends. Oh, amazing. And, you know, you listen to the song a lot and you start breaking it apart down into the different sounds and writing the song that way so that the kids could sing it. Oh, that is cool. Okay, in the future, after your ED days, in the retirement, we'll have to bring you back in. Really, that Ave Maria was pretty terrible. Still recovering. Here we go. Okay, let's go. What's the next thing? So I was in acapella, I graduated college, and I said, I'm going to move to Los Angeles. I had never been anywhere past New Jersey. And so I saved up money, I bought a car. And I had a friend drive out with me and we drove across the northern part of the United States and it was the 
best thing I've ever done. Is this in the 90s? Yeah, this was in 91. Okay. And like we went to Badlands and Mount Rushmore and through Yellowstone and Tetons and I had just never seen anything. So it was just the most amazing experience for me and got to LA and I knew one person that I'd gone to high school with and she lived in North Hollywood and I thought North Hollywood was Hollywood. I didn't realize (laughs) that North Hollywood is the valley and it's not really Hollywood. So I moved to North Hollywood and I got a job in a bank because I had been a bank teller growing up on Long Island and I got held up as a bank teller on Long Island. Really? What? How old were you? It was the summer of my freshman year of college. I came home and it was a great job because it's a good paying job for a college student. And I was behind the counter and a guy came up and he had big glasses on and a wig, like looking kind of weird. And he just put a note on the counter, said, give me all your money, I have a gun. And you do all this training, right? And my brain just like clicked off and all the training, like you hit the button, you do this, you give him. So I gave him the pack of, it looks like 20s, but it's an exploding pack. What? Yeah, it looks like a pack of $20 bills, but when it leaves the sensors of the bank, it explodes. Yeah. Wow. So So I give him the thing in my lunch bag. He runs out the door because I was worried if he touches it, he's going to know it's not money. So I put it in my lunch bag. He runs out the door and I'm nervous. And when I get really nervous, I like nervously laugh. So I turned around. I'm like, I just got held up. (laughs) And I'm like laughing. And everyone's looking at me like, huh? And then the lady at the drive-thru is banging on the window saying, some guy just ran out of there and something exploded all over him. So they that caught him. You. Yeah, they caught him. And Mr. it was like Blue. in the paper, it was like thief caught red handed, you know, because he had all the you, things all around. Did you cut out the paper? Were oh, you I, in had, there too? I had. I think it's in my scrapbook Ooh, at home. Yes. And the bank was so happy that I did all the right things. They gave me like the rest of the summer off. They bought wow. me a gold watch that like, had the date of the robbery initial. <laughs> you still have that? I it's probably amazing. have it somewhere. And then uh. they gave me car service to drive me because I had to go <laughs> testify. And so the car service came, picked me up. It was like the best summer of my life because I got paid. I didn't have to work. And I like drove around in a limo to the, it was like the grand jury hearings and stuff. I know. Wow. It was, Story. It was crazy. So then I go to LA and I'm like, what am I going to do? I don't know anybody here. So I had this reference from the bank. So I got a job as a bank teller in Studio City and it was right near the studios. Like NBC was there and Burbank's close by. And so I said, everybody that I met in the bank, I told them I wanted to become a production assistant or work in television. So after a little while there, somebody offered me a job. So I left the bank and became a production assistant, mostly photo shoots and commercials. And then I transitioned from that and became a stylist because that's the part that I like, the props and the wardrobe. And so I did props and wardrobe. Stylist for both movies and I didn't do movies. I did mostly print photo shoots and some commercials. I didn't do was movies. it like fashion or was it also covered? It was all commercial. All thing? Mostly okay. all commercial. You didn't get to meet a lot of interested people? Just a Famous. few. Mostly it was like McDonald's and Nike ads. And I'm embarrassed to say that my biggest client when I became my own stylist was Marlboro. And so terrible. Uh, laughing. That's like, but, that's the tail end of the Marlboro man. Right, that well, was that's, a big deal. It was it, a big deal because they had tons and tons of money because they weren't allowed to do TV ads anymore. Yeah. The photo shoots were like small movie sets. So we traveled. None of them were models. They were all real ranchers and rodeo guys. And I grew up in New York. I hadn't seen anything. And I traveled 
everywhere. I love those so, cigars. Cigarettes. Apparently, oh, I do too. Marlboro lights. Marlboro lights. Ultra lights, please. Marlboro <laughs> lights. And so I got, I went everywhere, all over Texas, all over New Mexico, all over Montana, all over Wyoming, all different parts of California. It was a lot of work, you know, like 18 yeah. hour days, but crazy good travel. I saw so much, so many beautiful places. Colorado, we'd go to these beautiful ranches and it was pretty amazing. So I'm not proud of who helping poor, to support the sale of cigarettes. Time, yeah. You know, it was, and I was like 24, time. 25 and all the cowboys like, you're too old to marry now. You're over the hill. Like you're done. What? Yeah, the they, they had already been married for like 10 years, you know? Oh, totally. Yeah. All the they were like, you're old roadies. Why aren't you married? married? What's like wrong 20. with you? Yeah. And they were lovely people and I learned so much. So it was a really cool time in my life. But after a while, 18 hours and being on the road all the time, it just got old. So I can steam a cowboy hat and iron a shirt. Really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yep. It was good. Good. We'll have yeah. to collaborate on my trash and outfit there you go. next year. Yes. I got this wild ornament. I'm sure she's not going to listen, but I'm going to say it anyway. Lindsay gave me this wild ornament, Jesse's aunt, and it's this huge oval red tacky silver white thing. And I'm all, if you turn it this way, it makes don't a great Lindsay. belt buckle. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. I don't have time for it, of course. Maybe not next year. year. Okay. <laughs> So that's how I ended up in LA. And then I did that for a while. And then I went back to school. So I applied to get my master's degree in social work. And I went for a year to USC and was working on getting my master's degree in social work. But I wanted to do art therapy. And they kept telling me, we're going to have an art therapy program. And they didn't have an art therapy program. Santa Cruz? USC, University of Southern California. And while I was there, I got offered a job with an organization called The Heart Project, And they worked with kids in continuation high schools. They brought professional artists into the classrooms. And then we showed the work at these amazing institutions. So LACMA, MOCA, the Huntington Library. So you took these kids who were really on the fringes. They weren't part of a normal high school. They were in continuation high school. A lot of kids had come from juvenile hall, a lot of teenage moms, and brought artists in the class. They had so much to say and every different medium you can think of. They did bookmaking, they did animation, painting, draw, I mean, it was everything. And then we'd show their work. They'd have a show at like LACMA, the biggest museum in Southern California. And they'd have belonging to that place that, you know, feels so distant for so many people that they showed their work there. So I loved that job. And I did that for quite a long time and became really part of the nonprofit art world in Southern California. And from there, I also started working in an organization called City at Peace with teens. They brought teens together from all different parts of LA and they wrote a play together. And then we would tour that play around all different places in Los Angeles. So it, you could bring kids from Beverly Hills and kids from South Central and the Palisades and Torrance and bring all these kids together. And they'd work for three months writing a show. Wow. And it was really powerful because, yes, where you come from adds you know, differences to your life. But at the end of the day, teenagers are all experiencing the same thing. Yeah. And so that was a really powerful program and really started my work. Okay. I see it now. Many <laughs> years later, Yeah, who knew you'd be back at it? Because there's glimpses here. And I know that's a huge passion of yours, working with 
not only like Creekside Continuation High School, yes. you've worked at the Those are my kids. Ed- education <laughs> Foundation. They're my kids too, because yeah. I went to the continuation school around here. So I feel that. And that's also the reason kind of why I'm here as well. So totally get that. And I love some of these projects that we're working on to kind of yeah. bring that here. And then coming here, I worked with Sonoma Valley Youth and Family Services, and I still have a very strong connection to that organization. And we run diversion programs here in Sonoma Valley for kids that get in trouble with the law or at school. We have a program that they can go through so that it never goes on their permanent record and they get services. We do wraparound services for the families and the kids get, we ask them, like I was talking about earlier about the high school, the senior project that they don't do anymore. But we talk to the kids and say, what is your interest? Like, where do you want to go? You're either going to go down this track or you can key into something that you want to do and let's help you get there. And Bob Smith calls it Happyville. Like the day you graduate (laughs) is Happyville. And then we get them different experiences so that they can figure out what they love and start taking steps on a different path. Absolutely. I don't think that was, I mean, it was there in individuals, but when I was there, like getting in trouble with the law, which I mean, it was minor, but you went to social advocates for youth, but it felt more of like a just kind of, you know, they're talking about the regular things, but they're not really guiding you to individually to where those steps are, the resources of putting you in touch with different organizations and people, which I, I feel like. Because it used to be community service, right? And community service would be like picking up trash or cat poop or right. something. And now it's like, well, that's not really helping. So you can put in your hours, but why not put in your hours doing something that you're interested in that can actually build you a community connection? Because that's another piece that's missing is really we don't have those kind of community resources and connections anymore for teens. Like those nets are gone in a lot of places. So yeah. yeah. So I feel like it's our responsibility as organizations, nonprofits and arts to continue to work together to find resources to support those connections, yes. which we are. Yes, we <laughs> Email are. Email coming soon. About yes. and I, <laughs> yeah. And I think that's my, one of my passions here is how do we really engage the community in ways to create those connections and those nets again. And how do we provide spaces just here on campus to bring people together? We know that there's this whole, they're calling it a pandemic or epidemic of loneliness, but we know that that's happening. People are isolated from each other. We know that teenagers are the biggest people suffering from isolation right now and feeling the biggest battles with loneliness and depression. And what can we do as a community center where we can bring people together to help change that? To build those connections. I think through some of the classes that we have, and the biggest example is a queer art club, which is an amazing organization, positive images that we work together. But that's amazing. And some of the other grants that we're asking out there to work with Creekside, you know, the middle school that came up here at Del Harrison going on tour, those classes, it's magical to meet those kids and make some connections here and there. So. And you can see the kid who sparks, right? When they're yeah. in here, like, oh, I want more of this. That's fun to see. And they're it's all always, the kids that, you know, have their arms cool. crossed and <laughs> don't want anything to the do with cool you. Kids. But it's in there too. <laughs> they there. now we're in this building. They know what it is and they have a connection to it. And you never know when that's going to show up again in their lives. You exactly. don't know. Exactly. You yeah. just lay they the seeds sometimes. Vanessa, <laughs> exciting. Yeah, I love it. I'm excited. It's a lot of work already in January we're doing. What about for you personally? I think it's a challenge to us all, but 
you have three kids. You have a husband who runs a pretty successful music nomad, successful business, and being an executive director and, and being amongst many other things here. How are you finding the balance? This is it a constant Ooh, this quest. Is a, this and is a big question. What's your vision? What's of, my vision so like for my balance? Small steps to getting there or? For finding balance. Yeah, yeah. I get up really early. <laughs> In the morning, I, I noticed through some up. emails. I wish that was me. Four thirty or five <laughs> o'clock in the morning. Emails come from yeah, <laughs> and just so I can have some time for myself before anybody gets up. I like to journal in the morning. I like to do some yoga. That's the one thing that I think keeps me grounded and makes me feel good in my body. One thing I'm promoting here with everybody: if we're not happy, maybe happy is not the right word, but we need to be positive about being here. And why would anybody want to come here if they're coming here to a bunch of people that are burned out and stressed out? And <laughs> this should be a safe place and a joyful place. And so for me, try to leave it around a reasonable time at five o'clock. There are times when we're going to have to do more, but I think we're figuring out how to work smarter and not harder because we can, we have control to kind of make the choices that we want to make. And sometimes it doesn't feel like that, but we can say no to certain things. And <laughs> so, yeah, I think, I think I'm getting there. Steve Kyle said it best over the holidays. I was stressing about something, of course. And he said, Hey, you don't have to hit every ball that comes through. It's true. And I think he's right. And it makes me feel more supportive with this team, especially this year, that people are really stepping up to plate and finding their voice and what departments and that kind of stuff. It's a strong team. You've also taught me a lot about, because I've been here for so long, especially through the pandemic. And sometimes I get a little, we're not doing that. That didn't work. You know, to just not be so reactive. And I eventually come around, but through your enthusiasm has shown me to kind of And I think we can look at things different ways and bring in people as support to help. I think one of the great examples was how we did Winter Art Market this year, that we can get some other people to come in and help and support. And maybe it's event by event and we'll figure out how that works, but we don't have to take everything on. But on that front, but. <laughs> you love music, right? Yes. So we what's happening game? this summertime? No, I, I don't have any <laughs> okay. games lined up. I was like, what's <laughs> happening? <laughs> so yeah, we're going to have Summers at the Center, which is going to be June, July, and August. We kind of launched last year with two big concerts, which is such a great community support for all those events. I mean, we had people dancing from the first song to the last song a great diverse group of people here at the center, which thanks to Gerardo, I mean, we really did a lot of outreach in the community and had wonderful support here, support of the Fairmont, which was really amazing. And the food that Gerardo and Josh made in the VIP lounge, (laughs) which was great. So we're going to bring back the concerts again. We'll have one in June, one July and one in August. Then every Thursday, so there'll be three Thursday night concerts the other three Thursdays of the month, we'll have like a, a sip and paint maybe in the garden and a comedy night or a, a, movie a, night. a social dance or a movie night, kind of like camp for adults, right? We'll just try to do some fun things that adults can come to on a Thursday night and either experience something new or be creative or meet other people and have a community experience. So summer's at the center, June, July, and August. Nice. More to come soon you'll be singing by then so I'll maybe be singing by then <laughs> yeah definitely not Ave Maria <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what do you want to sing what are you into right now as mm, far as musically what am I into right now 
my friend Renata made me these two amazing playlists recently. The and Renata there was a Park. lot of, yeah, Whatever. a lot of Tom Petty, which I was just loving, like Wildflowers. That's such a good song. I just have been listening to Rock and Roll Heaven, another podcast. They do a series. I'm listening to a 13 part series on Waylon Jennings right now. Oh, but I love they, Waylon Jennings. Oh, 13. Oh, I'm deep in it right now. It's so good. But they did one on Tom Petty as well. It's an interesting oh podcast, but it's mostly about the story. I love it. On this play class, like Tiny Dancer, Wildflowers. I know. Oh, my God. Hold so me closer, Tony Dancer. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> There's a woman that I love also. I'm looking for the names right now. <laughs> Sorry. Cleo Soul. Have you heard Cleo Soul? No, so but Somebody I'm knew that my daughter it. introduced me to. So, yeah, I have a lot of good playlists that I'm listening to that people share with me. And I love that so much. It's like the best gift. You're you know? a Taylor Swiss. Oh, my lover, gosh. Lover, right? My youngest daughter is into Taylor Swift. So I now Mine do know a lot out. of Taylor Swift. And now she loves Drake. Come on. Oh, oh no. well, we hear a lot of Drake too. <laughs> or how about Zach Bryan? Have you guys been listening to Zach Bryan at all? He's like a country guy that's just blowing up. And my kids also love him. So I'm listening to a lot of Zach Bryan. I found one, I don't know, I always know their names of the artists. I go on, I'm like, what's that? It's like one song. Then I download the song and I listen oh, yeah. to like for weeks on end. So I'm always discovering new music and listening to old things that I love and revisiting things and food. Oh, yeah, food. What kind of food yeah what's your, yeah. what's well, your Puerto jam? Rican food is my, oh, yeah. like last night we were in Petaluma and they had to like hold me back from running into yeah <laughs> Puerto Rican food. So who was over there? Puerto Rican food. Soul? Yeah, Are they Soul over there Foods now? in That's Petaluma right. now, right near the years. movie theater. Yeah. Oh, no. It's so good. You've been the one in uh, is it San Rafael. San Rafael, San Rafael right? Same yeah. people, mm-hmm. right? Same thing, mm-hmm. yeah. They have three. One in Mill Valley, one in well, where you food. just said, and then now Petaluma. It's the best. And yes. that was what my grandmother would cook, the tostones and the maduros, the sweet bananas, paella. My grandma did a lot of paella and Paella is Spaniard, no? It's Spaniard, but they eat it in Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah, so that would be my jam. I also love Greek food. That's like my you other... You do. That's, yeah. I thought you were Greek, actually. Yeah, a lot from... of people think I'm Vanessa Greek. Vanessa makes a really nice dressing for a salad. Greek salad oh, I do yeah. make a good salad. But I like to do like tzatziki and Did you ever go out to chicken. that place that was out off of Highway 37 on Lakeville that was I out there? I wish it closed. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and they had Greek dancing and everything. Oh, I well, missed it. They did have some belly dancers. So my dad at the Where? time, he's an Orthodox priest. Greek Wait, your Eritrean. dad's an Orthodox priest? He is. He's not practicing anymore because he's... Older now, but up at the churches in Santa Rosa, he is an Orthodox priest. So Greeks, Eritreans, Russian, you name it, right. they all go there. And we took him out there one time. Where? Um, they had dancing. Uh, I forget the it name of it. It's like Papa, Papa, oh, Papa Tavernas. Yeah, Papa Tavernas. My father in law worked there as a dishwasher. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> Sunday was nights they would have it to was dancing. Nice. Well, that's another time. Let's just say that Thank was you. Great this was place. lovely. I was nervous, but you guys made it very Nothing easy. to be nervous yeah. about. We're happy you're here. You didn't delve into the deep, dark secrets or anything. So that's good. Thank you. Well, if you want to know those, everybody, (laughs) come on down. Come on down. (laughs) Come and talk to us. Come and take a class and join us for all of the above. Belly dancing. We have to get that back too. Uh That was fun. I'm on it. Belly dancing. I am on it. And Greek food. So we'll do belly dancing and a Greek food crossroad. There you go. Get my brother over here. Well, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Vanessa. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.